New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, what is going on, friends? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I am so thankful that of all the things you could be doing, that you decided to join us in this season of Advent as we look forward to our coming King, and we remember well things that we typically forget, and that we walk together in anticipation of what the King is up to, what the King has done, and what the King will do. We're going to walk alongside um, our Advent reading. We're reading through the Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. If you haven't picked up your copy, you can do so on Amazon. Go to Christian Publishers Outlet, pick the book up. It shouldn't be too much. And uh, the verses we're going to read Monday through Friday will kind of correspond to the verses that we're going through in our Advent book. And so I'm excited that I get to start this journey together with you. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast and the reading plans, I'm going to read um, a few verses in their entirety. Then I'm going to make a couple of comments. I'm going to give us some things that we can walk out and live differently in light of what is read today. And then we'll go walk it out together. And so the two passages of scripture I'm going to read um, for us today is Isaiah chapter 9 verses 2 through 7, and then I'm going to give us a little sprinkling of New Testament with Matthew 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 21. And so I'm going to read both of those, and then I'm going to make a couple of comments about them, and then we'll go from there. It says this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice with dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders and the staff of their oppressors, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and his prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness. From now on and forever, the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Now, Matthew chapter 1 Verse 21 says this, she, talking about Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. A couple of highlights from that Isaiah text as we are anticipating and as we are rejoicing with the ultimate gift of Christmas and that is Jesus in verse number six, I love kind of how Isaiah is walking us through kind of this difference, this dichotomy of um, situations like, hey, we were in darkness, but now this great light and this great light he is referring to is this Prince of Peace, this wonderful counselor, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus is who he is referring to. And it says a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. 
Isaiah is reminding us that a gift that surpasses any gift is coming, and that gift is Jesus. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the one that makes things right. But here's sometimes where I get. Sometimes I get more concerned about what Jesus can do for me more so than just celebrating who he is. He is a wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is eternal father and he is prince of peace. In this season, I don't want to just look to Jesus to give me something, but I need to recognize who he is and what he has done and know that he ultimately satisfies. The fact that he came to this earth and he lived a perfect life, he did that on my behalf, but he also did it to reveal his glory. And so I just need to rejoice in what he has done. I don't need to look to Jesus just to give me something, just to give me a breakthrough. I need to celebrate the fact that he is the wonderful counselor, that he is the one who breaks the yoke of oppression. I love that line. He is the one that has done it. He has always been and will always be. That leads us to worship when we see him for who he is. And then in Matthew chapter 1, I love verse 21 when it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the Greek name corresponding to the Hebrew name Joshua, which means the Lord saves. I mean, here's the angel telling her this. And he is indicating the reason in which Jesus, also known as Joshua, came into the world. He came into the world to save it. And that is worthy of celebration and that is worthy of worship. Here is what is true. Even if Jesus doesn't answer all of our prayers the way that we think he should or the way we think he owes us, even if that breakthrough doesn't come in the way that you think it should come in this season, let us not lose sight of the fact that Jesus came and did exactly what his name said he would do. He came and saved and he offered us a rescue through his perfect life lived and his sacrifice on the cross. So he is worthy to be celebrated. Let's not miss the giver of the gifts as we anticipate receiving the gifts. Let me say it again. Let us not miss the giver of the gifts as we anticipate receiving the gifts because he really is the ultimate gift. He did come to save and he did it perfectly. And because of that, he is worthy to be rejoiced. He's worthy of celebration. He's worthy of worship because of who he is, not just because of what he did and what he does, but because he is who his name says he is. He is the God who saves. So I hope that in this season, we will not just fix our eyes on the gifts, but that we will fix our eyes ultimately on the giver of the gifts and that we will celebrate and rejoice and worship accordingly. So today, no matter what comes your way today, may you fix your eyes on this truth and may you have a posture of worship because who your king is and what your king has done. I hope you will continue to join us on this journey in this Advent season as we continue to unwrap the names of Jesus, but also are reminded about why this season is such a big deal. Know that you are loved. Know that we are for you. But more importantly, you have a king who goes before you, a king who is in your midst, and a king who has your back. I love you guys. I'm for you guys. And we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Y'all go and be blessed and go do all that God has invited you to do and reflect him well. Bye everybody. Talk to y'all soon.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.